from the world famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? Welcome into the Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Today's show features head coach Sean Payton of the New Orleans Saints, Ryan Anderson of the New Orleans Pelicans, and Austin Rivers, too, talking about last night's loss to the San Antonio Spurs for the Pels at New Orleans Arena. Yep, the Pelicans looked pretty good last night, but just could not finish against the very powerful San Antonio Spurs, who are now 30-8 and with their 101-95 win over the Pelicans at New Orleans Arena last night. The Pelicans looked good for a large part of the game, but one drought late in the third may be the difference when you look back on how this one played out. The Pelicans led by as many as 11 at one point, and really took it to the defending Western Conference champs. Uh, San Antonio, though, grabbed that lead, the brief lead, their late third going to the fourth, and uh, they're the only team in the NBA that's undefeated this season when going to the fourth of the lead. And so last night they pulled it off again and have now done that 25 times this year without a loss. Pretty amazing. But uh, the Pelicans showed a lot of uh, heart last night and uh, played very hard despite being shorthanded again. No Drew Holiday, no Tyreek Evans. He was out with a sprained ankle. Eric Gordon was under the, under the weather. And, of course, uh, the Pelicans remain without Ryan Anderson. Ryan Anderson is going to be out, it looks like now, up to two months. And at that point, they're going to decide on whether or not the uh, herniated disc in his neck needs surgery. So it could translate into a longer period of time. But we do know this now. After Anderson met with the media yesterday, it will be at least two months. And Anderson will only be able to do some light workout uh, to uh, stay in some kind of basketball shape, although that seems impossible uh, at this point. But uh, Anderson's going to be out for a long time, and so now the Pelicans, I guess, can turn the page on whether or not they know if they have uh, Anderson any time in the near future. Anderson met with the media yesterday for the first time. That's where we get a lot of the details, and I had a chance to sit down with him one-on-one, and I'm going to share that with you today on the Black and Blue Report. Some of you may have heard it during halftime last night, on the Pelicans radio broadcast, but you'll hear my visit with Ryan Anderson in its entirety later on during today's Black and Blue Report. Austin Rivers also with us from the postgame locker room last night talking about the Pelicans' loss, and then lots of football too. Uh, Yesterday afternoon, Saints head coach Sean Payton spoke with the media and uh, talked about the weekend that was in Seattle and then kind of looked back on the season in general. And I know some of you have heard bits and pieces of that uh, 30 or so minute session, but we want to play with you today uh, a large chunk of Coach Payton's comments yesterday, and that's a big part of our show. Don't forget, you can always follow the show on Twitter at Black Blue Report. You can follow me on Twitter personally at Sean Kelly Live, and we want your help uh, in spreading the word about the uh, Black and Blue Report. Many have jumped on board, but uh, there's still room for more Saints and Pelicans fans, and uh, you want to let them know that they can get it either on iTunes or on the uh, mobile apps for both teams. Saints and Pelicans each have their own team apps now. And then, of course, I don't want to say the old-fashioned way, but the uh, old reliable way, which would be on your desktop at neworleansaints.com or pelicans.com. 
So the Saints are quiet today, to say the least. And uh, yesterday the players cleaned out lockers and the offseason really get uh, got started with regard to uh, Coach Payton wrapping up his Monday press conference with the media. The Pelicans today will practice and then get ready for the Houston Rockets tomorrow. That's kind of the schedule on airline drive today. All right, let's jump right into what Coach Payton talked about yesterday. Uh, again, I'm going to play for you uh, just the sound bites, uh, his answers to a lot of different questions and I want to give you a kind of a complete picture of what was discussed yesterday in the indoor practice facility with Coach Payton. Uh, first off, Coach uh, talked about the upcoming weeks and uh, what's, what lies ahead now for New Orleans and how they put the loss to Seattle behind them. There's a process, you know, the immediate focus this week for our staff will shift on the 2013 Saints roster. This week will be spent on getting all the grades in, the evaluations in, the plays, the graded plays. There's a couple games we weren't able to grade because it was a short week. Thursday before we played Atlanta, we moved on right away. Um, so we'll get all that done. And, uh, you know, then there's the Senior Bowl the following, the following week. You know, when does the loss go away or the, the pain of it? I, I think, listen, it takes a while. And, you know, it's part of what drives you, I think, towards the next season is – is, uh, you know, we don't have another game to play. During the regular season, you have a loss like that or a tough loss, and you can get past this press conference on Monday or Tuesday, and then quickly we can get, get on to the next game. And, and so when you have a postseason loss like that, it kind of stays for a while. You know, but listen, we'll have to swallow it. It'll go down, and, and we'll have to move on. Certainly yesterday for Coach Baton was the final press conference, as we mentioned, but it also put the cap on his return season. And while that's been a topic of conversation all the way back into training camp, uh, Coach yesterday finally was able to was able to reflect on what being back this year meant to him. You're you're back in something that ex- is extremely relevant, and so it's exciting. It's disappointing. Uh, you experience those highs, those lows. Um, you know the long nights, uh, getting into the postseason, the excitement of winning in the postseason, certainly the disappointment of losing in the postseason. Uh, all of that is is something that quietly for a year when it's gone is something you miss. Um, but more than that, still, I would say, is the interaction with people that are, you know, closest to you. And uh, so it was fantastic to be back and to be around these players and, and to do what, what I enjoy doing. One of the highlights in his return season, of course, was the hire of Rob Ryan as defensive coordinator and a defense that went from worst in the NFL to a top-five defense. Coach Payton yesterday discussed about what's next for the defense, how the difference between the end of last year is to the end of this year as far as, as, far as acquiring new defensive players after the success had this season. Along, along the question that Jeff asked earlier, as you study the, the San Francisco's and the Seattle's and you, you recognize, hey, that that there's still this formula that's won in our league for a long time, and, and that's your ability to, to, to stop the, the opponent and, and then your ability to you know, have production, have balance, both in the running, passing game. Uh, I think we're younger on that side of the ball than we have been in a while, and yet you know, there's that balance of are you drafting need or are you drafting, are you drafting value, and I, I think we try to – create that separation if there's some strong value that's sitting there I think you have to pay attention to it 
and yet as we go through this depth chart this offseason and we try to look at, hey, uh, where are positions we need to improve or we feel like we could uh, certainly improve, uh, I think we're, we're younger over there than we have been probably in the seven years I've been here. Certainly one of the bright spots for the Saints defense this year was the play of Kenny Vaccaro, and he was missed after going down with an injury, the broken ankle. Vaccaro's impact on the Saints' defense from head coach Sean Payton. He meant a lot. I mean, he, <clears throat> he's a extremely physical player, uh, good tackler. There's no leaky yardage. So when you talk about finish, if the tackle is happening two yards downfield, you know, the yards gained are two yards. And uh, he's got good instincts. He loves playing. He's big. He's strong. Um, I think he's been a, a great addition for our team. Um, you know, and, and that's a, you know, it's a tough injury for, for him to have that late in the season, right before the postseason. But uh, we're real encouraged with, with the way he played. Vaccaro was a part of a rookie class that had a tremendous impact on the Saints this year, a young group that brought a smile to Coach Payton's face. It's, an, it's important, and each year kind of fluctuates. Uh, you know, it's encouraging. It came in a year where draft pick or draft pick was taken away. And you had six free agents make the roster, the draft picks. Uh, as a great year, great year for our scouts and, and uh, all the people involved in, in putting the players in order the correct way and, and us getting the right selection. So it's a credit to uh, a lot of people. And you know now it's important that we continue to you know build on that class and. and you know the procurement of these of these players, the talent that comes in is is obviously the lifeblood of our program. On the offensive side of the football, there were lots of uh, pieces of conversation yesterday with Coach Payton. One of which was the running back position. Mark Ingram early in the year took a lot of heat from Saints fans, and maybe fairly so. But late in the season, Ingram seemed to turn the corner and played a large part in the Saints' offensive running attack. Here's Sean Payton on the growth of Mark Ingram near the end of this year's campaign. Last week, that same question was answered. I, I thought we saw him uh, with a, a little bit more of a workload do some really good things, and that was encouraging. I, th- I thought we saw Kyrie uh, the same way. Uh, we, we saw some players, whether it was because of injury uh, or just the way we rotated guys into the lineup, we saw some, uh, some players do some things that, that I think better help us as we go forward and evaluating this next offseason. I think that's important. Hand-in-hand hand with Ingram's success, of course, was the success of the offensive line. And uh, it was an offensive line that saw some changes as we went about the season and may see some more changes in the offseason. Sean Payton reflected on this year's offensive line. I was encouraged, uh, and listen, especially as I gave them more and more opportunities, both within the running game. I thought the other night they played very well. I thought we protected well the other night and ran the ball well. Um, Philadelphia the same way before that. It, uh, so I, I think uh, it's a group we feel good about. And, you know, that obviously we get some snaps to evaluate with Tehran. Charles Brown played well for us early on, and we had just made that change. We've got veterans at a number of the other positions. And, uh, you know, I, I think, look, I think we did a lot of things well. I think that group played well. Saints head coach Sean Payton meeting with the media yesterday, putting a wrap on the 2013 season. We've got more to play for you from his press conference yesterday at the indoor practice facility. 
and we'll do so after this quick timeout on the Black and Blue Report. Your mission, win your share of up to $3 million in free play and prizes. M-Life presents License to Thrill, only at Beau Rivage. You could win a trip to London, even a new Mercedes E350. Drawings every Thursday and Saturday. Up to 800 winners. So play for the thrill. License to Thrill. You belong at the Bow. CM Life Desk for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-777-9696. Basketball fans of all ages, NBA All-Star 2014 is coming to New Orleans and tips off with four days of basketball action. February 13th through the 16th, NBA All-Star Jam Session transforms the New Orleans Ernest N. Morial Convention Center into 40 interactive activities. Fans can test their skills, score free autographs from NBA stars, and pick up the hottest NBA All-Star merchandise. Jam Session is your family's ticket to everything NBA All-Star. Tickets start at just $10. Get yours today at NBAevents.com. Welcome back. Still to come on today's Black and Blue Report, an extensive visit with Pelicans forward Ryan Anderson. We'll also visit with Austin Rivers about last night's game against the San Antonio Spurs. I'm Sean Kelly. Let's jump right back into Sean Payton's press conference from yesterday. Payton's press conference with the media came just a short time after an end-of-season meeting with his players. Here was Sean Payton on his message to the players yesterday in breaking for the season. The disappointment comes from you know, our expectation level of getting to that championship game and then getting to the Super Bowl, um, you know, those are those are goals that that are part of the pyramid, if you will. And I think it's obviously more difficult the closer you get when you when you aren't able to accomplish those. But then also discussing the challenges this team has faced, uh, the way they've responded. There are a lot of things that kind of motivate me, excite me about coaching them. You know, going forward, I thought they handled a lot of things this year. Uh, coming off of everything a year ago, the injuries, uh, none of these things uh, were ever discussed as as excuses. But just the anytime we had some tough setbacks, tough losses, the response the next week, they made it. Uh, this team, you know, made it very not only enjoyable but you know stimulating to coach because. You know, we were always, it seemed like, on to the next challenge. You went through a probably a six- or seven-week stretch of a lot of television, a lot of unique schedules. Um, all of those things we were able to handle. And, uh, you know, again, it, it starts with the, the very beginning is finding a way to win your division, finding a way to, to give you the best seed possible. Those are some things that, you know, weren't able to happen, and yet we were all of a sudden able to, to, to win a playoff game and then lose to a very good football team this past weekend. So, you know, there, there are four outstanding teams left. All of them uh, deserve uh, congratulations, and, and, you know, I'm sure there's some good football ahead. Uh, it just kind of, for us, for me, you, you get, when you get that close, and then when you're coming out off a of postseason play, you get excited for the next season pretty quickly. Coach was also asked yesterday about the window for a championship with regard to Drew Brees, of course, and where he is in his career and at his age. Peyton says there's always going to be a window to win a championship in New Orleans. Well, it's funny you bring that topic up. I I said to our players, you know, you're going to hear this new buzzword called window. And honestly, the window 
as long as I'm the head coach here, we're trying to slam it open always. And so I, I don't – you could take each individual player and say, when's the window of opportunity? I think I've heard that term now the last three years. Now, with regards to a specific player like Drew, I, I get that. And yet that window is still all the way open, uh, and, I, and I mean that. Um, so we're always in a constant change, if you will, of – taking in the new players, evaluating this team, and then going through the process of the beginning of assembling 2014's team. But that window for us is each year slammed open. The one other piece that I wanted to play for you today with regard to Coach Payton's comments yesterday was an interesting comment about how the Saints study what is working and what is not working around the league and how to perhaps take some advantage in studying those ball clubs that have had success not only against the Saints this season, but success in general in both the NFC and the AFC. Peyton yesterday talked about certainly the efforts that go into this offseason study of those teams still doing well in not only the NFC's South Division, but also the conference in general. I think we, we try to pay attention to what's winning, who's winning, and uh, absolutely past just the NFC South, you know, uh, you would look at the two teams in the NFC championship game this weekend. We would, but not just schematically, you would look at personnel. You would look at how they're built. You, you would study. It's Listen, and, and it's, it's our business, and it's important for us constantly to be paying attention to what's winning. And if not, then... Uh, you know, that, that would be silly. I think that in any business, I think you look closely at what's being done successfully and uh, are there things that you can incorporate into your program. And uh, we started that when we first got here in 06, not even in the AF- NFC, but, you know, outside looking at the team that had been winning, we felt the most in New England. So there you have it, a good sampling of yesterday's press conference with Saints head coach Sean Payton wrapping up the Seattle game and also wrapping up the 2013 season. Lots more to come with regard to the Saints. We'll have that for you in days. And then next week, extensive coverage on NewOrleansSaints.com as the Saints begin their offseason efforts with a visit to Mobile and the Senior Bowl. All right, when we come back, we'll visit with Austin Rivers and talk about last night's basketball game against the San Antonio Spurs for your New Orleans Pelicans. Back after this. Are you ready for health care reform? At Blue Cross, we're ready to help. Learn all you can about health care reform at bcbsla.com slash reform. Here you'll find information on tax credits, health insurance options, answers to frequently asked questions, and a handy checklist to help you prepare. Visit us today at bcbsla.com slash reform and get ready. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Louisiana is an independent licensee of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association and is incorporated as Louisiana Health Service and Indemnity Company. Your New Orleans Pelicans take flight on Wednesday, January 15th when the Houston Rockets come to town. Tip-offs at 7 p.m. with the Pelicans' fast pregame block party getting underway at 5.30, featuring live music, the Zataran Season Ticket Garden, and interactive games for the kids. Tickets are available by calling 504-525-HOOP or visiting pelicans.com today.
Well, the Pelicans lost their sixth straight last night, falling to the San Antonio Spurs 101-95. And a really fun game at the 101 Serena. Of course, been a lot more fun if the Pelicans would have won. But 15,500 or so saw a pretty good effort from the Pelicans last night, who now stand at 15-22 on the season. Anthony Davis led all Pelican scores with 22 points and 11 rebounds. That is his 16th double-double of the year, and for the fourth time in the last five games, Davis goes for 20-plus points and 10-plus rebounds. That's been a nice mark for him and a real sign of improvement from year one to year two. Brian Roberts, starting again at point guard last night, finished with a season-high 19, and then we had one double-figure scorer off the bench. Austin Rivers had 11 points on 5 of 11 shooting. Last night after the game in the Pelicans locker room, I sat down for a few minutes with Austin Rivers. Close to pulling this one off here tonight. What kept you guys from being able to finish, Austin? Um, I just think little errors. You know, I really can't. You know, I said earlier, I, I, I don't really think we did anything wrong. Um, you know, I think they were able to make uh, a couple big shots. Um, you know, look at the Bellinelli shot, three feet behind the line, four feet, four feet behind the line goes in. You know, that makes a difference between a four-point game and a one-point game. You know, Leonard hit a contested three in the corner. You know, if those go off, then I mean, we, we win that game. You know, so it's just like once sometimes you just got to tip your head up to a team like that. They're the, they're the Spurs. Uh, and they made a couple more plays than us, but uh, we were close and we did everything we wanted to do. A, a team like that that can execute almost at any at any possession, did you did you all play loose tonight or did you feel the pressure of that? No, we just we, we were confident, especially after the last game. You know, like a lot of people would be like, oh, man, you know, it's frustrating to lose. You know, we really take confidence from games like this. You know, we're going against the Mavericks veteran team, Spurs veteran team. And we're putting ourselves in positions to win. Um, so, if anything, you know, we're coming away each game better and more confident, better to handle the situation. Um, so, it's just one of those things where, um, you know, we went out there just feeling loose, confident, um, not worried about who we play because at the end of the day, it's just us anyway. Um, we just go out there and hoop, man. That's, that's really it. I was looking at the stat of theirs earlier today. They are the only team in the NBA, Austin, that's undefeated when taking a lead to the fourth. And then, sure enough, late third, they had that push and were able to slow you guys down a little bit. When you look back, late third quarter, was there any rhyme or reason to why you guys were unable to put the ball in the hole? Uh, we missed a couple shots, a couple chippies. Um, AD got some great looks that he 99% of the time makes. Um, guys, you know, missed a couple shots. And, you know, again, it's, it's not really that we did anything wrong. Um, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of 99% of the time when you lose or stuff you did wrong. Really, this game, I just think they just made a couple more plays in us. Um, a couple rebounds here for us. Um, a couple shots fall for us. You know, of course, sometimes we're going to have mistakes, but so did they. They had just as many mistakes. They just made a couple more big shots in us, and uh, that's why we lost, I feel like. You lose six in a row, and I know that all of a sudden that you can get that feeling in your stomach where you just you get sick of it. And I, and I know that you yourself have been there with this team before, and this group has some toughness to it. Um, how do you resist Austin at this point kind of almost forcing the issue and trying to make that thing stop? Um, well, I think you have to look at our situation compared to this year to last year, you know. Um, our record's way better than it was last year at this point. And we still feel like, well, it's not that we feel, there's tons of basketball left to be played. Um, so we feel like if we can win a game, it'll go from there. And then next thing you know, we win three out of our next four, or four out of the next five. You know, we make a strong push going into the All-Star break, and then we, we'll be in good position to maybe make a fight for the playoffs. You know, I still don't, I'm still not ruling that out. I don't think anybody here is, even though we've lost this many games in a row. Um, you know, our record's still way better than it was last year. So we still feel confident and we still feel like we can get it done. And and, and the roster's better overall. And so yeah, and, and that yeah. right. And so with that, some guys maybe have not had the chances that they had last mm -hmm. year. And you may be included in this group yeah. during this stretch though, 
it's a huge opportunity for you guys. Yeah, no, uh, for sure. And then uh, when other guys get back, we'll be even deeper. And now we'll have a deeper roster and uh, multiple guys will be able to make more plays. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things you just have to be ready to play at all times. Um, but, we're, you know, we're not feeling anything, you know, right now. It's, of course, we're frustrated with the loss. I mean, we have lost some games in a row now. Um, but we're all looking towards the next game. Right now our focus is Houston. So tomorrow we're going to come in a game plan for Houston. They beat us down in Houston, so we want a little bit of payback. Um, and it's going to be a great game because they're a great team. They have great players. Um, but so do we. Uh, and if we go out there and just stick to our game plan, be physical, make you know some plays, uh, we, know we can put ourselves in a good position. You beat a team like that, then we'll get even more confidence. Maybe Wednesday's the night. Yes, sir. I hope so. Again, our thanks to Austin Rivers for the visit last night. The Pelicans in practice mode today and then tomorrow – Back on the home floor to take on the Houston Rockets. Coming up next year on the Black and Blue Report, we'll sit down with Ryan Anderson. It's our first visit with him since his injury a week ago last Friday at Boston. Where do we go from here? How is Ryan Anderson doing? You'll find out in just a moment. Okay, you've just been told you have a serious heart issue. Congestive heart failure, a valve problem, a complex rhythm disorder. Now what? At Auctioner, we suggest you take a moment and do some research. When you do, you'll find Auctioner Medical Center has the only heart program in the region ranked among the nation's best by U.S. News & World Report. We routinely treat the most complex cases with revolutionary procedures such as surgical and non-surgical valve replacements and the total artificial heart. And we have the largest, most comprehensive program for treating arrhythmias in the Gulf South, offering options not available elsewhere in the region. At the end of the day, the most important thing to hear is... I just saw your test results, and they look great. No problems. Leading Edge Care. Just one more reason to choose an Auctioner-affiliated physician. For an appointment, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. This is Pelicans forward Ryan Anderson, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. It's been about 10 days now since Ryan Anderson went down with an injury at Boston. Um, and as we've learned since, and we'll learn more as we visit with him here shortly, is uh, the diagnosis was a herniated disc. It may be more than one disc. Um, but he's finally returned to New Orleans. He's with his family in New Orleans, and he's back with his basketball family here this week. Um, first of all, uh, you and I have already exchanged pleasantries and hello and good to see you. But I, I do want to start by asking you, um, you're on the floor in Boston. What is going through your head at the end of that play? Um, uh, you know, it, I, I kind of got blindsided. You know, it came out of nowhere uh, from my perspective. So um, when I got hit, I just remember feeling kind of a sort of my spine rattle and, and I blacked out for a second and all of a sudden I'm, I wake up on the floor, you know, and, uh, you know, for – for me, I get hit a lot. I feel like I'm on the ground a lot, and, and I can just sort of hop back up. You know, you reevaluate really quick, and then you you jump back up. And This was kind of a thing where I knew it was more than just a, a normal hit, and, and I, I sort of had to check on everything. You know, I'm going through my legs, like, feeling, you know, all this stuff. And, um, you know, for me, it was it was just kind of a weird, weird feeling because I normally am in pretty pretty – good control of my body um and uh everyone's telling me just to stay still you know and to stay lying on the floor so for me it was just a bit of a weird thing uh, weird experience and um 
And, and then I just felt pain from my elbows to my fingertips. That was kind of the biggest thing that I felt. That was a, it was a really, really bad burning feeling. Um, and it was just my nerves reacting from the, the herniated disc. And, and uh, yeah, so it was, it was a, uh, it was, it was a tough experience, but uh, I'm glad I'm feeling a lot better right now. Have you seen the video of it? Yeah, I did actually. Uh, you know, Randy, our, our team security, uh, he was with me the whole time. He was awesome. He really um, just did a great job of just being there for me. But uh, you know, he made sure to kind of find the video because I wanted to see it. You know, I couldn't really like, I couldn't search through stuff on my phone and stuff, so he found it and showed me and, and uh, you know, it's it's hard to, when you see a video like that, you don't, and obviously I didn't know what happened. It, it kind of, uh, to me, it to me it just didn't look, it felt a lot worse than it looked. <laughs> so uh, that was kind of a, a weird process to go through, but I definitely saw it. That's the strange thing. I've seen you get hit harder than that. Mm -hmm. It just seemed to be the, the perfect storm when you look right. at it. It was just the perfect location. We were talking about that earlier. Um, it was just the perfect spot that he hit me in, and, Obviously, he was going really fast, and that's not a small guy. You know, he's a an aggressive, fast guy, Gerald Wallace. So, for him, um, kind of running full speed into that perfect spot, um, just to get that bit of whiplash, I guess, sort of, uh, you know, it, that's what made it happen. But um, yeah, it, just, it was weird seeing it. You know, um, weird seeing it on 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 the phone or you know where we saw it. What do you know now? Ten days away from the injury. Tell us what they've told you, what you're willing to share. What do you know now? Um, I know that this week uh, they want me to rest up. They want me to take it easy. Obviously, I'm still on medication, so they, that's probably one big reason why, and, and it does make me kind of tired and a little out of it. But, uh, so this week I'm taking it pretty easy, and then, um, and then uh, the next uh, month to two months I'm going to get another MRI um, and kind of check on where – the recovery has been and, and if my body is healing on its own. Um, so uh, in, the in that period, I'm going to get sort of the pulse check on whether I'm going to get surgery or not. So um, within the next two months, I'm going to find out. And then after that, um, obviously, if I get surgery, I get surgery. And if I don't, then I'm going to obviously do the proper things to rehab and get back uh, healthy. The next 30 to 60 days, is that all rest or are you able to help yourself heal by some kind of a therapy? That's the hard thing. There's not a whole lot you can do to, to uh, heal this. Um, you know, they did, however, say that I could um, do light cardio work uh, to stay in some kind of sort of shape, you know. Um, so I can do some kind of light work, but obviously they don't want me to do any pounding or on the work on the court or if there was any chance I got hit, it could be a lot more severe than it is now. I, you know, it could be career ending and, and I definitely don't want that. And they're doing a really good job of being conservative with me. So, uh, obviously they, this is a, a pretty serious thing, you know? So, um, the only thing I really can do after this short resting period is, is just light, light, uh, you know, bike work or, um, you know, light weights, uh, stuff like that. All right, so you missed the first part of the season with a broken toe. Mm -hmm. It was a shorter period of time. I think that you were antsy about coming back. This one here, <clears throat> mentally, how do you prepare yourself for what could be, if not 60, even longer days out? Um, man, I mean, 
one day at a time. Um, you know, it's hard. It's a hard. It's been hard even just watching games at home. You know, uh, watching the guys from home. It's weird. It's a weird experience. Um, so one day at a time. I don't know how I'm going to be feeling. You know, a month or two months from now. You know, I think it's going to be really hard. But obviously, I want to be there for the guys. I'm going to find out today kind of a little bit more details about my traveling and if I'm going to be able to travel with the team, um, you know, be there with the guys. Uh, I think it would be beneficial for me to be with the guys, obviously, and I want to uh, obviously use my voice, be some, be vocal with the guys, be obviously, uh, you know, be there and be some kind of a, a leading, a leader um, while I'm out. I'd really, I would really like that, but I'm going to really figure out what's going on and what's best for my body um, real soon. I look forward to more conversation with you as this progresses. Prayers as always. Um, all the best. Good to see you, my friend. Thanks, buddy. It's yep. good to see you too. So just to put a wrap on the Ryan Anderson situation right now for the Pelicans and for Ryan more specifically, Ryan says he'll rest again for the rest of this week, and then a process will begin hopefully of self-healing, perhaps the herniated disc, will take care of itself and in about two months Anderson says another MRI will come at doctor's orders and at that time they'll determine whether or not the course of action that they've been undergoing is working or whether or not surgery will be needed at that time we'll know whether or not Ryan Anderson returns to the Pelicans lineup this season surgery would certainly rule out the rest of the season and even without surgery it still could be an end of season injury here for Ryan Anderson so we'll keep him in our thoughts I know Ryan will be around a lot cheering on the basketball team, and the Pelicans must move on from here without their top scorer through the first couple of months of the season. We'll be back to wrap up this Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report in just a moment. Here's a valuable lesson I've learned as an Intergy customer. Saving energy saves you money. And the online videos at EntergySavings.com show you how. A few simple projects can make a big difference in your bill. In just a few hours, I knocked my monthly bill down by 20%. It was easy. From caulking windows to programming your thermostat, the Entergy videos walk you through it. Visit EntergySavings.com and start saving today. That's the power of people. Entergy. The Pelicans Valentine's 3-Game Flex Pack, presented by Woodhouse Day Spa, is a great gift for the basketball lover in your life. This limited-time offer includes two tickets to any three games of your choice on the Pelicans schedule, including matchups against the Clippers, Thunder, and Heat. Packages start as low as $54, plus the first 200 packs purchased will include a $25 gift card to Woodhouse Day Spa. So call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your Valentine's 3-Game Flex Pack today. Follow us on Twitter at Black Blue Report. Hope to join us tomorrow on the Black and Blue Report. We'll be heavy Pelicans as we uh, get set to take on the Houston Rockets tomorrow night. We'll visit with Craig Ackerman, the voice of the Rockets, and check in on Houston and what's going on with Dwight Howard and company. Of course, that's a 7 o'clock tip-off tomorrow night at New Orleans Arena. There are tickets available still for the ball game, and there's a guys' night out package available to you as well. You can find out the information for that on pelicans.com. Our broadcast tomorrow night will start at 7 p.m. Central on the Pelicans Radio Network. 6.30 begins the coverage on Fox Sports New Orleans with Joel Myers, David Wesley, and Jen Hale as Game 2 of this three-game homestand.
gets underway against the Rockets tomorrow night. So Craig Ackerman tomorrow, David Wesley on a Wesley Wednesday as well, and we'll check in with the Pelicans players as they wrap up their morning shoot-around prior to the game with the Rockets. Our thanks to head coach Sean Payton for his visit with the media yesterday. We're able to bring you that today. Ryan Anderson for graciously sitting down with us, and Austin Rivers too. Daniel Salerson is our producer in Studio B on Airline Drive today. I'm Sean Kelly, and that'll do it for this Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Enjoy the rest of your day, and until tomorrow, so long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.